Welcome to episode 54 of the Web 2.0 show. Spreedly. Not spreadly. No, not spreadly. Spreedly. 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 I'm Josh Owens. And I am uh, the sidekick, Adam Stakoviak, kicking it live from the Web 2.0 show. <laughs> so, just a, I guess a quick disclaimer i don't even know if you really have to say this kind of stuff but uh we actually heard of spreedly through tweetbots they're uh tweetbots user uh, he's not really a customer since we don't have any accounts here or anything um but I, I first heard about them there and, and started checking it out and thought it was interesting uh, but basically they're they're a credit card uh subscription service um they work with any gateway that you have set up and they'll handle tracking the credit cards and charging the credit cards and um, you know they'll they'll just give you a subscriber ID and you work with that on your site and you interact through the API and uh, you don't have to worry about the headache of you know PCI compliance or uh, encrypting credit cards to make sure you're PCI compliant or um Right, and that, that stuff happens on every project too. So yeah, if. or even just dealing with the the various gateway APIs. Like I know in, in Rails, it's nice because they have Active Merchant, and that that really helps uh, because they support like twenty or so. I think uh, credit card gateway um, providers, but you know, at the same time, each one has its little nuances and oddities right. and quirks that you have to learn to deal with. And, they're not always documented all that well. So I, I thought it would be interesting to kind of dive into the world of credit card processing. Uh, it's not something we've ever talked about before, so that's uh, why we invited them on the show. You, you got anything else there, Adam? No, I think you pretty much summed it up. I mean, well, I guess you could mention that uh, we're going to start to work on integrating Spreely into TweetBots for our paid subscriptions. Yeah, yeah, I think we're going to do that now. Uh, I'm curious. I, I think maybe their pricing model is a little high, but uh, you know, I'll be curious to see. I, I guess if we if we get more than five customers, then uh, maybe I won't feel that way. But more than five? Yeah, more than more than five paying customers. Oh, wow. Well, we should shoot for the stars, not for the not for the, the I, low end. Yeah. Well, glass half full, glass half empty. It's true. It's true. Well, uh, I guess we can uh, be done with this one, huh? This yeah, fun yeah. Stuff. And, we, uh, you know what? Uh, we did have some uh, recording issues where we dropped a call a couple times, so hopefully Ryan did a pretty decent job on his edit this time and cleaned him up nice and easy. I haven't listened to it yet, so my guess is he probably did, but just in case you hear something odd, it's us dropping the call a couple times with Skype. Yeah. Nathaniel is uh, out of town in Oregon visiting family, and for some reason Skype just doesn't like their internet connection. Yeah. <clears throat> There's also some noises in the background, but, you know, we try to we try our best. And if, if you have any interview suggestions, feel free to get in contact with us via the uh, uh, Twitter. You can direct message us or just uh, send a reply to us, and we will see it and pick up on that. And, uh, you know, we'd, we'd love to hear your suggestions. You know, I, you know who I think would be good? Maybe we should get John Rezig on the podcast. Talk about jQuery. I'd actually talked to John, uh, I think it was mid late last summer, and he said, yeah, for sure. So I, he's got an open invitation. I guess we just need to call him on it. Yeah, yeah. 
And may- maybe maybe he can help me with this this crappy <laughs> bug I'm hitting. <laughs> maybe he might uh, he might decline that. Yeah. All right. Enjoy the show, folks. Enjoy the show. So today we have Nathaniel Talbot with us. Uh, he is from Terralian. It's a small Rails uh, design and development firm. Um, and I guess they, they had a need for a product, and uh, they kind of made a, a separate company called um, Spreedly. Tell us a little bit about Terralian and then about Spreedly, Nathan. So Terralian, um, we do, as many other shops do, we do uh, custom Ruby and Rails development. Um, our focus is largely on startups and entrepreneurs. Um, we do a lot of work with uh, small to medium-sized business. We're not really the, the folks who go out and do large enterprise projects for big companies. Um, we really like to work with, uh, with, with entrepreneurs and flexible business owners and, and that sort of thing. Um, and so, yeah, and, and we have a, a crew of about uh, 10 to 15 um, subcontractors that we work with on an ongoing basis um, who get the work done. We're a pretty tightly knit uh, group. And uh, the cool thing is everybody at Terralian is interested in entrepreneurship and in um, – in starting up their own things. So we kind of take our own personal passion for our own projects and our own futures and also get to apply that to client work, which is fantastic. Yeah, that's that's almost the same idea we had for Handcrafted, our company. We uh, we tend to cater to small businesses and entrepreneurs as well. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I think it's a, it's a fun market to be in. It is. I mean, what happened for me was that I was working at a, a larger company um, kind of got snookered into it. I thought it was going to be like small to medium sized company. And then like the second day I get there, the CEO gets up on a table and he's like, we are a young, big company, not a small company. I'm like, Oh great. Um, but so I was working there and <laughs> I was working there and I was like, okay, so I want to like, uh, learn more about business. I want to start my own things, but I don't really know what I'm doing, but I do know how to do consulting and how to build software. So I'll build a company where I can do the stuff that I know how to do. And then, um, in the meantime, be able to work with people such that I can learn the things about entrepreneurship and about startups, um, that I'm really interested in learning and also take those things and constantly be, um, giving them back to clients. So, yeah, because there's, there's definitely a whole lot of crap that you have to deal with that has nothing to do with writing code when you're starting mm-hmm. a business. Mm-hmm. And also, I think I think when you're um, the the other interesting thing is, you know, a lot of people worry about their ideas and somebody stealing their ideas. And I always tell clients, you know, I, I'll sign an NDA, but it really doesn't matter. I don't have time to implement your idea anyhow. Um, but at the same time, when you unless when you're you paying me. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, at this, but at the same time, when you get over time, as you hear a bunch of ideas and you get to watch and see, you know, when you go, get to go implement an idea, how it does and what works and what doesn't, it definitely feeds back into helping you figure out what ideas actually make sense over the long term of your ideas and which ones don't and how to implement those. So... Uh Nathan, what uh, tell us a bit about Spreadly and exactly what it is. So, where it came from. 
Yeah, so Spreedly, um, I was Spreedly, doing work, sorry. Yeah, no problem. So Spreedly came out of, I was doing work for a client, and um, they wanted to, as so many um, web businesses do, they wanted to charge subscriptions for their, a subscription fee for their service. Um, and we started looking around at, at different ideas, and I started looking at what it would take to do from scratch, and I'm, I'm just kind of scratching my head and going, oh, I just this is going to be a whole lot of work. And so, you know, PayPal had their recurring subscription service and I looked at that and it it didn't look too bad. And so I was like, why don't we do PayPal? And there were some definite trade-offs there, but they were like, yeah, let's do that. Um, And initially it saved us some time, but wow, was it painful? It was, uh, it was just super pain. Like PayPal made it painful, I guess, in if you were just doing it from scratch, it wouldn't be so much painful as it would just be a lot of work. There's a whole lot of things that as soon as you start taking people's money, you have to worry about. Um, and especially in the subscription space where you're, you're charging a fee for access to a service over time as opposed to just a one-time payment um, for a product that gets shipped. Um, in the subscription space, there's there's a, a lot of corner cases, a lot of uh, different things that you need to do to really have a solid um, service. And so anyhow, for this particular client, we ended up um, implementing the PayPal recurring, and it was really painful. And I, I looked at that process over, the, over a few months, and I was like, there has just got to be a better way. And I started looking around, and, you know, some of the, some of the payment gateways um, offer – recurring services where they will help you out with this. But what I discovered was that number one, you don't really get to use those things until you're actually signed up with a given gateway. Number two, you get locked in to that gateway. So then, you know, it's a much higher level of lock-in than just using them to process credit cards or process transactions. Um, And so these different factors added together to where it was like, there just wasn't the service that I was looking for was not on the market. And so I basically went out and grabbed um, three other guys that I knew. Um, one guy who does our development, uh, one who does our design, and then one who does our, our security and system administration. And I said, guys, there's, you know, you guys have these ventures that you're working on. And I know that you want to charge money and make money off of these ventures. Do you, how much time do you want to spend on every single venture trying to hook up billing? What if we did this project first, and then we could go and work on those other projects? Yeah, so basically, once we started cranking on it, um, Spreedly has kind of consumed a lot more time than necessarily we thought up front. I think we found out that it was an even harder problem than we had originally thought. And we're actually solving sort of a better problem than we had originally thought. Um, whereas we dig into it more and more. Um, it's pretty cool. We seem to be hitting this. People are asking us for the same set of things over and over again. And they're things that we want to add already. And so we're in this position of just being able to continually improve it and add additional things for, for folks. Um, but you know, Going back to the beginning, one of the one of my selling points to my co-founders was everybody out there um, either is using something that is really painful, like PayPal, or they're basically doing them themselves. Because when you go and dig into the recurring APIs of most of the gateways, they're very low level. 
And I said, why wouldn't it be great to build this business where instead of everybody doing this over and over again, instead we can do it one time and we can be continually improving the billing back end for like hundreds or thousands of businesses instead of those improvements never happening. Yeah, definitely. I, I know it's something that we've dealt with over and over. Um, you know, we haven't written anything recurring yet, but we, we just had a client that did an e-commerce project and, you know, we used Active Merchant and PayPal Direct Payments uh, Pro and all that stuff. Um, but, you know, if you don't want to use the recurring, then you have to worry about storing the credit card information and making sure you're in PCI compliance and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So it, it's definitely, like, something that I don't, we're going to have to deal with because um, at with TweetBots, we need to get a... A paid interface in place and you know we're going to have to either store the credit card info or move to a different merchant provider who can store the credit card info for us mm-hmm. yeah it's I mean that security aspect is definitely a big piece of it um, it's about um, storing that stuff and what's even scarier to me is all the knowing how many different businesses are storing credit card information out there, just all these small businesses who have done it themselves rather than, than outsourcing it. Um, kind of scary. What's the uh, what's the user experience like in terms of whenever the, like, let's say we use it at TweetBots, what would, what's the user experience of using the API to, to, to on the front end, I guess? Like, what kind of control do we have over markup being injected into the, to the view for us, or how does it work, really? So there's, there's sort of, I guess two aspects to it. Um, in terms of the API, we've really built it from the perspective that the goal for this for Spreedly is that we do all the work and the business does none of it or as little as possible. So, if, for instance, the way that a lot of the um, recurring APIs, existing recurring APIs, work is that they will. Um, they will tell you when something happens. So they'll tell you, okay, this person renewed or um, this person just signed up. Well, then you have to store that information and store state as to whether that person's active or not, when they expire, and all these different pieces of information. And if you drop that, that transaction, if you drop what they told you on the ground, it's gone. Whereas our the approach that we took with Spreedly, and this really grew out of the pain that I had experienced previously, was is that instead of that, what happens with Spreedly is you get to call into Spreedly and get the most recent information anytime you want to. So basically all we ever tell you, the only call we ever make back to your site is that these subscribers changed. And then you just go out to our site and you pull down the most recent information for them. And you don't even have to do date math or anything like that. You just go, so is this um, subscriber active? And we say yes, or we say no. And you can say, is this subscriber you know, some information that also comes back is what is the feature level of the subscriber? So if you have, you know, TweetBots Pro that has like two times the features, um, that'll come back as well. And subscribers can upgrade and downgrade. It'll automatically handle the pro rating, et cetera. Um, so basically from an, an API implementation standpoint, um, it's super simple to get going. Um, our experience says that most folks can get it up and running within a day 
um, two days at the most. Um, most of the pain usually enters in when you start integrating the payment gateway. Um, but uh, so so that's kind of one half of it, and that's the the developer perspective. I guess the the other aspect of it is the the payment screens. So that is what folks walk through when they go to your site. They go, okay, I want to subscribe for TweetBots. Um, and they say, I, I'm going to pick the basic plan. Well, currently what happens is at that point you're, you're, they're sent to a very um, neutrally designed Spreedly screen. And that screen um, has the TweetBots logo on it. And they enter in, it says, the screen says, you know, here's what you're subscribing to. They enter in their payment information. They hit, you know, buy or pay. And then it goes to a, a thank you page. And then it goes back, sends them back to the TweetBot site. What we, we have a lot of requests for and what we're definitely going to be doing soon is providing some way to allow much more complete customization of those um, few uh, payment screens so that uh, folks can both make it look more like their own site and also um, make it at least look like it's hosted on their own domain. Um, and those are things that are high priority for us at this point. But as you know, um, running a business and prioritizing features, there's, there's always much more that you want to do than you um, can do currently. Yeah, definitely. But, when you have... Uh too many clients, and it just seems like there's not enough time for your product sometimes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, so we are we are going to be working on that that level of customization. But the thing that we found is that most clients um, are fine with at least at this point um, having those neutral payment screens because our goal is never to capture your customers. Our goal is simply to facilitate you interacting with those customers. We, most of your customers aren't even folks who would be interested in our services. We're not like the PayPal where we're going to throw up that big wall and try to get everybody to sign up for Spreedly. Rather, we're just, um, the main reason that we've done it that way so far is because it was the simplest way to get going and it, it served the needs that we had initially. But we definitely recognize the need to allow more customization. What, um, What's the cost of all this? So um, it's pretty straightforward. It's nineteen bucks a month plus monthly transaction fees. So um, the basically per transaction, and this is only once you start collecting money. One of the cool things is that you can sign up for a test site, and it it provides a, um, a completely sandboxed environment where you can basically do everything except collect real money it has a, a fake gateway in it and everything. So you can do everything, test everything. When you decide to activate, um, you'll start paying 19 bucks a month and then you'll pay um, 3% of the first 50 transactions, 2% of the next, um, I guess, uh, 4,950, basically up to 5,000 transactions and then 1% for every transaction thereafter. And those are only um, transactions that involve money, obviously. Um, and that will get added to your bill that you get charged the 19 bucks a month um, every month. So Now, <clears throat> I'm just curious, why, why have a monthly fee and then a transaction fee on top of it? Because you're kind of already paying transactional fees when you deal with the gateway? Basically because 
we have found that the service more than justifies the the transaction fees. I think that if anything, if we were ever going to drop one or the other, we would probably drop the monthly fee. Um, but when you look at the recurring services for, um, for instance, PayPal, I believe now charges um, for their recurring service. Um, and most of the gateways will charge for their recurring services. So we've got a value add, and we also believe that the features that we're going to be bringing to the table are going to more than justify the transaction fees. Now, there's certainly the possibility that, that a product will get big enough that you have the budget and it makes sense to, to write your own billing system. Um, but at the same time, our goal is to just be constantly improving Spreedly to the to, to such an amount that you stick with it as long as possible because you know what it's going to take to replace it. So this is something Josh and I talked about earlier, actually, was that that uh, when you first start your app, it's almost as if you could use Spreedly to use as your starting point, say, for the first three to six months until you've got revenue coming in and your development team slowed down enough that they can actually focus on building your own billing system if they wanted to. Is, mm-hmm. is that sort of how you design it then? You've already thought that they're it's going to be just a starter thing for somebody for, for an app, not so much a long-term thing? Well, my perspective is that it absolutely makes a great starter. I think that the, a lot of people will find that it makes sense to stick with a lot longer than they originally expected. But at the same time, um, there's not, there's not the level of lock-in that you would have in a lot of other things. Now, we do have to do some some careful security around handing off uh, subscriber info if you decide to move away, but it's something we're more than willing to do. So you always have the option of going and implementing your own, and you just have to constantly evaluate that against um, the cost of doing that. Now, <clears throat> what, what about, let's say, uh, down the road we come out with a second app, and you know we want to have we want to use the same kind of billing setup but obviously there's going to be different feature levels and pricing and all that stuff mm-hmm. would we sign up for like a second spreedly account or would would it become something where we could uh somehow just add in this new product and we would kind of have one payment area that clients would go to that we kind of style and whatnot the way that it we just rolled out some changes within the last few weeks where now and you sign up to Spreedly and you have a user account, and then you can have as many sites as you want within that. So you can have as many test sites as, as you want, and you can have as many production sites as you want. Now, currently, those production sites are each individual. So if you decided to activate two of them, then you would pay um, separately, and they would be completely um, independent. But I am... 100% positive that down the road we're definitely going to provide some major benefits to clients who decide to have multiple um, sites hosted inside of Spreedly. I can't say exactly how we're going to structure that, but um, that's a problem we want to have, and it's something that we're definitely um, going to service as soon as we have it. Yeah, I definitely think like that's something of interest to us because we plan to build multiple products and you know, mm-hmm. each one's going to be different, but at the same time, we like to maintain a similar look and feel between all the products. And you know, we're essentially going to want to move to something like what Thirty Seven Signals has with the Hive, and uh, you know, have one page where you sign up and put in all your credit card info, and it kind of looks the same, and they don't have to worry about it. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so 
that, that would yeah. definitely be useful to us down the road, I think. Yeah, that's, I mean, obviously we, we totally want to service the successful businesses that are, that are, um, on Spreedly, and as they continue to grow and add services, we're going to find more and more ways to do that. So, talking about uh, users of Spreedly, how many do you have? Can you disclose that? Um, not, not directly. I guess what I'll what I'll say is that um, the interesting thing is that um, we've seen. Well, the fascinating thing to me about users of Spreedly is the number isn't quite as impressive as as I'd like yet, but the fascinating thing that we're finding is that the momentum is growing because what happens is you're working on your app and you're like, oh yeah, we need to do billing stuff. And so you go and you look around and you find Spreedly and you might sign up for a test account and, and do some stuff in it, but you never sort of take it to the next step because you're not ready yet. But then what happens is you've already sort of decided to go with Spreedly, but of course you're not going to activate and start paying money until you get to the point where you're ready to sign up. So the really interesting thing to us has been to see the momentum grow as more and more people have heard of Spreedly and as they get their businesses to the point where they're ready to use it. And and we're really seeing a major uptick in both interest, in questions, and also in paying accounts, which is pretty exciting. Um, the, the other, of course, interesting thing is that we get to be a piece of each of these businesses. So it's not even so much about um, sheer numbers of, you know, getting thousands of businesses on Spreeland. I mean, we'd love that. But at the same time, what we really want to do is get successful businesses onto Spreedly and make them successful and grow their customer base. That's the other reason that I really think the per transaction fees are important because what we want to do is we want to keep our incentive to the point where our incentive, instead of being to like grow the Spreedly client base, although that's important, we really want our incentive tied to growing our clients' businesses. And that's where we're really focused with Spreedly. I mean, that's, an, that's an important note that uh, you have a vested interest. Not in, it helps you and your team do better what you're going to do. Mm-hmm. Have that long-term vested interest. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. I know Josh. That was one of his concerns. Was like, why, why the per month transaction fee too? Not the not the per month, the fourteen, but the per transaction fee mm-hmm. on top of like credit card billing, and you know you've got to give Amex a higher percentage because they're you know they're elite, and so right. Right. No, I mean that we definitely want to provide value add to clients beyond just the billing. I mean, one of the things as we continue to grow, we really want to start giving uh, more resources in terms of, hey, here's, um, you know, here's the cool merchant account that we just found that you can sign up for um, that has low fees or has transparency in their fees or basically just all these different things that we can do to help the business, the, the businesses that we're working with continue to grow. And we want a vested, we want to be a vested part of their growth so that our focus is on growing clients' businesses as opposed to growing Spreedly. I mean, growing Spreedly is really just a function of growing our clients' businesses. PCI compliance, tell us a little bit about having to deal with that. I mean, that's not something that most people ever talk about, but what kind of things have you had to do? I don't even know what you can talk about, but just anything you can talk about would be great. 
So, you know, this is a question that we get from uh, potential clients on a fairly regular basis. And the, the basic answer is that Spreedly is designed from the ground up to be PCI compliant. Um, we have um, a one of the co-founders is a PCI security expert. Um, and he's he's kept us honest along all along the line to make sure that we're building things in such a way that they are PCI compliant. Now, getting the gold sticker of PCI certification is um, expensive, and it's basically just a gold sticker. The the real focus is on it. Basically, helps you if they come and say, "Oh, you're not compliant." You can say, "Oh, but we got the gold sticker." Our focus at this point in this stage of Spreedly is on making sure that we're compliant so that even if they came and audited us, it'd be like, oh, look, they're already compliant. Um, and so eventually we'll go and get the gold sticker, but Spreedly needs to grow some more because it's actually quite a bit of money to go and get that. Um, but, yeah, our, our focus from day one has been on security. We know it's really important. The obvious advantage to our clients is that we're responsible for it, not them. They never touch the payment data. On uh, a note on security, I noticed that uh, in your feature list under under more goodness, you say that you don't have to get your own SSL certificate. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, maybe that's something you should, um, not so much maybe you should expose it more, but I think those things are, if you get a Verisign one, you're going to look at at least like 800 plus bucks per year. So that's a gigantic savings for an app yeah. you know, to have a, a decent SSL certificate. Yeah, I mean... Uh, then again, these days it's pretty easy to go to a, a, a reseller and pay like twenty bucks a month or twenty bucks a year, twenty thirty bucks a year. It's not necessarily Verisign, but most of the most of the systems out there um, handle the chaining, so it's not as big of a deal. But yeah, I mean, I think that even more than the cost, the real advantage is not having to configure the stupid thing, not having to. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, make sure that it works, etc. We 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 handle all of that, and you don't have to. Yeah, how's that going to work? Like, if you guys allow custom domains, are you going to have to get like a a big expensive SSL cert at that point? We're uh, we're still trying to figure out exactly the right um, strategy to take for that. Mm-hmm. Um, it may be that we actually have to get a cert for every client at that point, or we add it as like a, an additional setup fee or something like that mm-hmm. if you want to go that route. Um, because our, I, one idea that we have is to basically allow you to do all your billing on a subdomain. So you could do um, you know, billing.tweetbots.com, um, and then we would get a cert for billing.tweetbots.com and install it so that um, – you know, it would it would be Spreedly, but it would look like Tweetbots. Right. I I think they do make like a multi-site certificate that you can get, though. Well, I think what you're thinking of is a wildcard cert, but that's oh yeah yeah that is what that, I'm thinking of. Yeah, it still depends on having the same top level domain. Right, right, you're right. So yeah, we we we're probably gonna have to go the individual route. Such a racket. How much? Well, so then bring up that topic. How much pain does that put in your pocket to have to deal with SSL search for every every client? A lot. Uh, that's part of what we're trying to figure out right now, and why we're trying to figure out the best um, approach for this. Because yeah, it, it's potentially quite a bit of pain. Um, and uh, but at the same time, our whole goal is to take that pain and make it ours and not yours. So we'll right. we'll deal with it. 
So in that case, then, if it becomes a big pain, should we see a, an increase in transaction fees or per transaction fees or the lump sum fee? You mentioned maybe set-up set up fee, yeah. right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, probably it would take the form of a setup fee and maybe a slightly increased monthly fee. I don't think um, it would be something that would bump up transaction fees at all. Sure. So, I think we're we're getting to that point. Was it, was there any other features that you wanted to talk about that we didn't touch on? Well, I think that the other interesting thing about Spreedly, and we're just sort of starting to touch on this, is everybody thinks of it in a a web context and a, a web app context. But the cool thing is that it really can make sense anytime you have this this recurring sort of uh, uh, transactions going on. So there's even a potential to use it for, um, uh, you know, I don't know, I, I can dream like a magazine using it for their subscriptions or, you know, there's there's a bunch of different possible applications. So I would just encourage people to, to think big um, in terms of, of different things. The other thing that I'll mention is that one thing that we're seriously considering is, is widening our focus a little bit. Currently, what we do is focus on uh, instances where you basically want to charge money for access over a period of time. And there's a good possibility that soon we'll, all, we'll widen that to where we're also allowing you to instead charge for um, – you're still charging for a service on an ongoing basis, but instead of it being time-based, make it usage-based. So say, for instance, that um, TweetBots, instead of charging a monthly fee, you you decided that you actually wanted to charge um, like per tweet. So this would allow you to collect that person's credit card up front and then as they tweet, charge against that and then at some point settle that and actually... um, you know, take that money from their card. So that's, you know, it's interesting as we've studied this area of subscriptions, we know that we're not doing e-commerce. Like we're not in e-commerce in terms of we're not going to be what you want to use if you're selling product. If you're, you know, somebody comes to you, they have a single transaction, they get a product and they're done. But in this area of ongoing relationships with customers where you have this ongoing um, uh, value transfer, we're looking at different ways to, to start to tackle some more of that. So um, keep your eyes open for that. Cool. So uh, just to clarify one more thing, with mm-hmm. with Spreedly, I don't have to have a merchant account or a, a gateway that supports recurring billing. I just yep. have to have a gateway that you support. Correct. And then Correct. I, I could then switch to any other gateway, you know, as soon as I decided yes. to move, and you guys would still have all the info, and my yes. billing would still be smooth, but yes. uh, we'd be, you know, hopefully using a better gateway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's uh, we really see that as being one of the value adds in addition is just this fact that, hey, you – you now have flexibility to move to different gateways because the gateways, they're like big, uh, ponderous beasts of companies, right? They don't really care about you. And and we have a hard time getting support from PayPal all the time. Like it took days yep. for Josh to get a phone call back on some of the questions we had. I never did yep. on the last or time. Actually, call. yeah. <laughs> when we get phone calls back, I mean, it's crazy. 
Yeah, and so we are focused on you, and then you can port your gateway around to the one that will give you the best rates, the best service, et cetera, um, without worrying about how in the world are we going to get – how in the world are we going to get all this information out of the gateway that we need in order to make a smooth move over here? You, you guys should give FreshBooks a call and uh, talk to them about using you guys because uh, they only support like four, I think four recurring tra- transactional uh, gateways. And um, like they only allow you to set up recurring payments if you're using one of those four gateways. Right. And we don't have a certain level of PayPal Pro, so we can't do automated recurring payments. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. 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 So that's an interesting one that we haven't tackled yet and is probably down the road, road a ways. But this case of where you have someone like FreshBooks that sort of wants to basically um, white label uh, Spreedly, I guess, mm-hmm. and offer it sort of as a an additional benefit to their um, – to their subscribers and that brings on its own challenges, but it's definitely something we're interested in tackling in the future. Yeah. Before we go, I, I do have one more question on like, uh, I noticed down under this more goodness area, which seems to have some nice little features stuff stuffed in it. Mm-hmm. I see revenue tracking and mm-hmm. can you talk a bit about, uh, what you plan to do in terms of revenue tracking or what you already do and what that screen looks like and what kind of benefits the uh, user gets? Yeah, so, I mean, as far as what the screen looks like, if you go to um, Spreedly.com, there's uh, right there on the home page, um, the very first screenshot, it has the, the site dashboard. And you can see there, basically, it'll tell you how much you've made over the last 30 days and how much you've made over the last 24 hours and how much total revenue you've made in the life of the site. Um, that's really the bare minimum what we definitely plan on doing as we continue to develop Spreedly is giving you more and more insight into your customers, into what they're buying, into when they're buying, um, into what plans they're most interested in, et cetera. Because again, our focus is on helping you build your business. And so we want to give you more and more insight that really helps you to do that. And we really see a lot of our value add being that, we can spend time on the billing system. You're building your product. You don't have time to spend on the billing system, but we can spend time on the billing system. And as we improve that billing system, it's going to improve for all of our clients. And so all of a sudden, you get this constantly improving competitive advantage um, that if you were building this yourself, you just wouldn't have time to do. So that that's where it's at, and it's definitely going to be improving. On that uh, on that note, I don't see in the list that uh, you support. Maybe you do, but like coupon codes for for like free, like uh, five bucks off your sign up if you move to the next plan up. Yep, um, that is definitely uh, in the. That's on the the short list of features. I guess the things we're definitely going to do. We don't know exactly when we're going to get to them, but um, you know that's another case of if you're doing it yourself, it's really hard to figure out like. Implementing coupon codes could be like a week of work. Well, for us, it'll probably be two or three weeks of work. But at the same time, once we do that, all of our clients benefit. Yeah, that definitely makes sense. So this is this is where we always ask this question. Uh, hey, you always get to ask this question lately. What's going on with that? I always ask the question, period. <laughs> I know. You're always asking the question. All right, you do it. 
makes me sad. Whiny. Go ahead. <laughs> hey, Nathan, uh, so do you have anything super secret in the works? Do I have anything super secret? That you just have to tell our listeners about, Spreedly? Wow. No pressure. I mean, Kevin Rose always gives us something. Right. <laughs> I'm sure to think. We run this rather transparent uh, development shop, so don't have that many secrets. Um, <laughs> I guess the, the super secret thing that we're working on right now, um, it's the next thing in the hopper. We haven't necessarily told people that it's coming, but we're about to add the ability to charge one-off fees on top of your uh, recurring subscriptions to your subscribers. So say you're... Uh, you're running Tweetbots, and uh, but you also happen to um, you you have a Tweetbot shirt, and if people want, they can say, "Yeah, I want a Tweetbot shirt," and you charge them five bucks, and it just you just want it to be a fee that gets added right there onto their uh, their Tweetbot subscription. You can do that now. Uh, well, you can't quite yet, but you will be able to soon. Um, and of course, this also becomes useful if you have a recurring monthly subscription and you also want to charge some usage fees. So, if, for instance, Sweetbots wanted to charge five bucks a month and then add on an additional ten cents per tweet, you could start doing that with this feature. So that'll be coming out soon. Nice, cool, awesome. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for coming on the show, Nathaniel. Yeah, absolutely. I really appreciate it, and uh, I hope you're. Listeners um, will check out Spreedly. We'd love to have them on the platform, and we're always happy to answer any questions they have. So, yeah, and bring that's S P R E E D L Y dot com. Yep, that's it. All right, we'll put a link awesome. in the show notes. Definitely. All right, thanks, guys. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Web 2.0 Show with Josh Owens and myself, Adam Stakoviak. Be sure and visit web2oshow.com for links in the show notes or to leave a comment on the show. Thanks for listening.